Welcome to the Transform Podcast. My name is Andrew Farhat. I am the lead pastor of St. John's Church and School in Denver, Colorado, right across the street from Wash Park. And in this podcast, what we do is we consider what it looks like to follow Jesus. We consider what it looks like uh, to be committed to a Christ-centered worldview and operate with that as our lifestyle. This podcast is for you if you are seeking what that might look like or if you have already committed your life to Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Transform Podcast. My name is Andrew. I'm here with my beautiful bride, Daisy. Hello. So grateful Daisy is back on the show today. Um, I know she has a lot of wisdom and insight that I think has blessed a lot of people. So like, you're like a really wise person. Thanks. So, <laughs> she, she's shy. You know, she doesn't like to boast about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, we are going to tackle a question that I think is, I think when you become a follower of Christ, there's this thing called quiet time. Have you heard of that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you start hearing about how you're supposed to have quiet time, and I think that it can become a challenge. Would you say that's a fact? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a challenge for a lot of people. And so I think what we're going to do today is we're going to hit on uh, what a good quiet time would look like Uh, But then also, I think we need to get real about the fact that it is difficult to have quiet time. And so how do we get filled by God? How do we have a connection with God if we are missing it? Does that sound like a a fair roadmap for today, Daisy? Yeah, sounds good. All right. And so um, I want to just open it up with this thought that you see Jesus in the four Gospels often going away in solitude by himself. He's typically outside. I think that's interesting too. Not always easy if it's winter time in Denver. Um, But I want to read this. It says in Mark chapter 6, verse 46, that after the multiplication of loaves, it says, quote, and after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. Immediately, uh, before choosing his 12, or, or, or I'm going to end quote there. Sorry. So it says he went up to the mountain to pray after there was this miracle and the crowds were following him. He needed to get away. Mm-hmm. He needed to get away from people. He needed to get away from his mission and he needed to have a connection with his father. Um, and it's very interesting. We see the same thing Uh, Before choosing the 12 apostles, Luke chapter 6, verse 12, it says, In these days he went into the hills to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God the Father. Yeah. So I guess, I think the first initial question that probably folks might have is like, man, like why did Jesus have to do that? Like Mm -hmm. isn't he already Superman? Like why would he need to do that? Like what would you say about that? Well, I think it very fits, much fits into the character of God being fully God and fully man. Mm. So he was fully God, and so he was God and had that communion with the Father just very, you know, intrinsically. But also as a human, he needed that time of rest, rejuvenation, that time of connection. And I think it also speaks to the example that he was setting to us in our lives of having that, that time of prayer and communion with the Father. 
That's very well said. So Jesus is fully God, fully man. I think we have covered that in previous episodes. Um, And so he is the God man and the human side of him needs like what you said, rest, rejuvenation, uh, but then also connection with the will of the father. So I think that's really well said. And so even, so if Jesus needs it, man, how much more do we need? Right. So I think that is something we probably need to make note of today. Um, And then also I'd add this thought that he needed to connect to the will of his father. Like he would often say, I came to do not my will, but the will of him who sent me. Mm. So I think that's also noteworthy for us when it comes to our purpose. Like what's our purpose in this relationship or this friendship or what's our purpose when we go to work or what's that purpose with our children? And then I think that the prayer time informs all of that. Um, and so, but I think that there's an elephant in the room, Daisy, and I think we got to cover it is how do really busy people make time for this? Like it's called a quiet time or devotional time. How do busy people make time for that? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, to be honest, like I am a mother of four children, lead a very busy life and I have not done the quiet time that I would like to do lately. I just, I haven't, I haven't been there and I haven't been scheduling it. And I think that is the key is if it's a priority, then you have to find a time that works for you. And for each person that's going to look different. Like I know I'm not a morning person. So I love the idea of waking up early at five before the kids are up and getting coffee and having time with the Lord, knowing myself, it's not going to happen. So for me, I know the only time it's going to work is after my kids have gone to school and there's no one in the house. And then to schedule that, like that's a time that really, um, when I'm able to works really well for me. I also know like going to bed, like right before bed, some people that works for them, for me, like I'm exhausted at that point. It's not going to work for me. So I know myself, I know exactly the time that it's going to work. And so I think for each person to evaluate, like, what does my schedule look like? Is this a priority to me? And if so, how am I going to fit that into my schedule and make sure that I do it? Because it's very easy to, you know, think about it, but not make a plan. So are you saying that when you get up in the morning, you need coffee before you talk to anyone and that everybody needs to just stay away from you? Yeah, you know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that is totally true. Uh, when you when you wake up in the morning, it's like, hey, let's just wait before we start asking for things and all that. Let's just let her have her coffee yeah. first. Uh, because as mom, everyone wants a piece of you, right? Mm-hmm. Your children want something from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, our four-year-old Judah, he doesn't want you to talk to anyone else. No. And if, if you start talking to me, mm-hmm. he starts to get angry and he interrupts us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, your daughters like to watch TV shows with you. Um, your daughters like to do things with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Abraham's really kind of the most independent right now, our, our 10-year-old. He actually turned 10 today. Um, he wants me to play Mario with him. Oh, he wants you to play Mario too. So... Oh, and, and then also on top of four kids, you have a husband too. Right. <laughs> and like, he, he kind of likes to spend time with you as well. Right. 
So I think it's interesting to reflect on that, you know, like as a, as a wife and mother, the demands that you have from just your, your husband and your children. So it's like, uh, we all want to spend time with you. So it's like, how do you make time to just be away from humanity? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, like the people you live with. Um, so I think that's really interesting to reflect on. And I guess I would, I just want to start with this because I think we need to, we need to talk about this as Christians is, are you a bad Christian if you don't have your quiet time? What would you, what would you say to that? Yeah, I, I think, so I've been in the church my whole entire life. And so I've heard the the sermon of have a quiet time my whole entire life. You've heard that sermon of read the Bible and pray, read the Bible and pray (laughs) (laughs) for so many years. And it's not that I don't believe it. I do believe it with all my heart, but I do fall into this trap of feeling this guilt that I'm not doing good enough. I'm not a good example. I'm not a good leader when I'm not consistent or when I just have a period of life that is just feels chaotic and unmanageable and then on top of that you have the guilt and so um i would say i believe it's important i believe that i need this is really speaking to me about how i've not been scheduling like i should be and i really want to but at the same time like in the church we believe in sacraments and i think we can start making study you know read the bible quiet time as a sacrament, like something you have to do to be saved. And that's not what we believe. It's really not. We believe this is beneficial to us and that God desires this communion with us, but our salvation is not dependent on how well or how often we read the Bible. So that's very interesting. You said that it's not a sacrament. Um, So a sacrament is something that Jesus has given a visible sign. So it's water, bread, or wine, um, and that there's also a promise attached to it. And so what I hear you saying is Jesus gave his word and sacraments of baptism and communion. We gather around those in worship with God's people, and that is more the, the foundation of everything. And that's something that's it's really interesting that every believer has always had. Mm-hmm. But isn't it interesting to note, not every believer has always had a Bible like we know it, mm-hmm. you know? And so, uh, like, if we start making Bible reading and prayer a sacrament, like, like a quiet time, what, what would that say to all of the years of believers mm-hmm. that didn't have that? Yeah. But yet, we do believe that the Word of God speaks to us. Um, and you have some quotes on how the Word of God speaks to us today I do. and so okay just making sure why don't you share some of those because while we do not believe quiet time is a sacrament we do believe that it is a, a really powerful spiritual discipline and so what scriptures would you point us to well i think one of the most important is romans ten seventeen. it says so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of christ and like that is how we have faith is through hearing and that's reading the Bible, that's hearing um, scripture preached in church. Like there's various ways of hearing the word of God, but like it's just so important that we do hear it in some way in our lives. 
Absolutely. All right. And so then, um, this is very interesting and I feel like, you know, we can, we can get real about how to make quiet time, when to do it. And so I'd love your comments on this. And so obviously, uh, for busy people, you can hear the word while you're doing something else. Uh, so if it's driving, if it's gardening, if it's, you know, you're doing the dishes, but you are taking in the word of God, that's something that busy people can do. Yeah. Um, there are also a lot of apps out there to uh, experiment with and take advantage of. Uh, there's also, you can, you know, listen to your favorite preacher. Um when you desire to expounding on the word of God. Uh, but then also let's just talk about some times to do it. And then everybody has to make a determination when they can do it. Um, I have an advantage that uh, in the mornings when I come to St. John's, I can get away and I can go outside as long as it's not freezing um, and just have my time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I remember when I started my ministry, one of my friends says, if you don't do this, you're going to die. So, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, he's probably right. So I, I, I've been doing it since. But anyway, um, but not everybody has that luxury. Mm-hmm. So could it be before you go to bed? Could it be that you wake up 15 minutes early? Like your mom does that. Mm-hmm. She told me that. Mm-hmm. Uh, can it be that, okay, you're not a pastor who just gets to go somewhere and pray, but uh, are you someone that gets breaks? Everybody gets breaks on their job, and so that's an opportunity. Uh, for some, it's when they get home. Okay, so you get home. Uh, what's your routine? What's your uh, pattern that you want to establish when you get home? And then, of course, there's the evening. Some people like the evenings better than the mornings. And so how do you get away in the evenings? And so everybody has to make time, but I do agree with you. If you don't schedule it, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things that are on our calendars happen. Mm-hmm. Things that are not on our calendars don't happen as much. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some intentionality we have to have and say, this is important. I want solitude. I want stillness. And I'm going to go, I'm going to have it. And what some people do, and I've actually done before and actually really helps. Like if you keep a to-do list, write it on your to-do list because you always feel motivated to cross things off. So it's oh, yeah. there got to do it it's a then great feeling it to cross things off isn't it yes i love it <laughs> <laughs> your list is long isn't it yeah it is you have long. a you have a long list see some people think that you know uh, us you know full-time executives or full-time pastors or whatever your uh, focus is in life like we have the big lists and we do but we often miss uh, mothers, <laughs> you know, what kind of list you all have. Um, so let's ask this question. What does a good quiet time look like? So somebody's like, okay, I, I think that I agree. Stillness sounds good. Solitude sounds good. Faith comes from hearing the word of the Lord. All right. I like it. But what on earth do I do? Mm-hmm. Like, what if it's just not working that day? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do? And I think you started us off scripture. Now, for many though, man, that's a big book. Where on earth do you start? Like if I just open it up to Deuteronomy, it might not like 
build me up if I get to one of those crazy parts, right? <laughs> so, and then this is just me. This is not the Lord speaking, but I would say go to the Psalms or the New Testament uh, because they are more suitable for devotional use. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong. If you like to go to Deuteronomy or Leviticus, do your thing. But if you want to just make sure it's a slam dunk, <laughs> go to the Psalms or the New Testament. This concludes part one of this episode where we cover this topic. Please tune in next week as we will do part two of this topic and dive in a little deeper.